0: To be honest in saying that, this is my honor to be here this evening, and especially for a memorial shiur for the Ruda family, which I know, I don't know if you remember, going back all the way to Camp Marasha where in the Rudolphs were the ones to, to run the camp, more or less, uh, certainly from the Ruach side and from leadership, and uh, then to have the shiur, firstly to meet the children and the grandchildren, and to really thank you for one after the other, seeing how the entire family is not only Torah-oriented, but passionate about Torah, and uh, those that are committed to not only learning on the highest level, but then internalizing and ensuring that it will also manifest itself in practice. Remember just meeting uh, first a Hertzberg, and then a Sugarman, and then to find out that they were cousins, on one hand, I said, I'm not surprised, they actually reminded me very much one of the other. And I think that this is a perfect time of the year to indeed engage, on one hand, in rigorous Torah study, on the other hand, to make sure that as we're in this very precarious time of assertion etshuva, that we understand exactly what we're anticipating as we approach Yom HaKippurim. Generally, when we think of Yom HaKippurim, and you'll see this from the Psukim themselves, we know that this is a time of anxiety. This is a time wherein Chazal tell us that if uh, we're somewhere between uh, the uh, Tzadikim and the Rishayim, uh, we're Beinonim. We don't know exactly where we stand in the face of God. This is our opportunity to shift the scales a little. This is a time where we have, uh, as the Rambam explains in HaChot Shuvah an opportunity to uh, resolve for ourselves that this is going to be a positive year. But in order to really approach the day in the manner that HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects of us, we have to understand what the nature of the day is. And uh, after giving numerous uh, possibilities of a lecture for this evening, I must admit that I was quite pleased when this was the topic that was selected. To understand that Yom HaKippurim, although the day is going to emphasize the aspects of atonement, of an idea of kapara, of exchanging, as Chazal tells us a kapara in fact is, we're going to see that it goes somewhat beyond that. And maybe we can understand what a true kapara is, if we only delve once again into the psukim and then study the analysis of the Gemara and the Rishonim thereafter to appreciate the other aspects, the other aspects of the day of Yom HaKippurim. We're going to begin with the Psukim that you have before you and see how the Psukim tell us a tremendous amount but at the same time are going to cause us to ask various <coughs> questions. In Vayikra Perch Gimel, which as we know is the introduction to parshat Hamo Wherein we're told, after 17 chapters in Sefer Vayikra, we're told that in addition to God-mandated laws of holiness, we can determine for ourselves how to declare, firstly, people holy, kiddushata adam, Kiddushim to you. We're taught later on in Sefer Vayikra that we can declare place holy through the laws of Shemitah and Yovil. And in Vayikra, Parach we're taught that we can declare time holy. We can subjectify time through a certain practices, Through uh, Not only sanctifying the new moon, but now we're going to hear in Pasuk Bet. You're going to determine what the days are that are going to be called Mikra'e Kodesh. Days of proclamation of holiness. Even the name itself implies that who is it up to, to proclaim the day as holy? We. We have to be the ones to do something to declare the day is holy. Shabbat Shabbaton. You have precedent for days being holy, and the obvious precedent is Shabbat. But Shabbat until this time has been declared holy in an objective manner by Hakadosh Baruch. Hu. But now Mikra Lotasu. You yourselves are going to do something, or in this case, by refraining from doing something you are going to consequently declare the day as special. Shabbat ila Hashem And then the Torah goes on through the cycle of the years to describe what these mikrae Kodesh are. And although we have five times in Tanakh, where we hear about special time periods known as the Regalim, known as the three times when one would use one's Regal to go up to uh, the Makoma HaShei Hashem, this is the first time where we find the scope of the cycle of the year through additional mikra kodesh. So as we turn now to pasuk ha'kimmel, vayidaber Hashem Amosheh lemor, daberu bnei Yisrael lemor b'chodesh Ashvi'i be'achad In addition to the Shalosh Regalim, there's another date. The beginning of the seventh month, Yelachem Shabbaton, zechron trua mikra kodesh. This is going to be another day that you proclaim holy. How does one proclaim it as holy? Now let's see the standard associations with what a Mikra Kodesh is. There are going to be two basic ways of expressing a Mikra Kodesh. One is lotasu. You must subjectify the day by refraining from performing any work. But in addition, v'hikratim ishei Lahashim. You will also offer particular karbanot. Karbanot that we are going to find are actually elaborated upon in Sefer Midbar prior to Am Yisrael's imminent entrance to the land of Israel. But these are going to be the ways wherein the people of Israel can subjectify a day. You bring your karban on your own to the Beit Hamikdash, to the same place which God has declared holy. And with this, we continue with the next date. <speaking in Hebrew> At At first glance, it seems that on the 10th day of Tishrei, you're going to celebrate a very similar holiday, namely one which is also called a Mikra Kodesh, which is going to express itself again in the two major descriptions here of On one hand, and also, v'ikrasim isheh lahashem. But we're surprised because instead of mikra kodosh, malacha lo ta'asu, we find a new term called v'initim. Now all of a sudden, there's v'initim. And just to show you how shocked we are, the very next pasuk does say, v'chomolacha lo ta'asu be'etsem hayom azeh, ki yom kipurim hu l'cha pera lechem lefnei ha-shem Don't worry, there is an aspect of isor malcha, But somehow, v'initim at nafshoteichem is going to replace... That standard, Isur Malacha. The standard prohibition from work is going to be substituted or actually added with the component of the which means to afflict oneself in some way. With this, we continue. We went from Inui to the aspect of Isur Malacha, back to Inui, afflict. Remember, you also can't perform work on this day, and then go back. Oh, remember that you must. Afflict yourself. Because if you don't, then you shall die. Now we're a little confused. A, B, A, B. And this isn't a nice structure, but this is rather very confusing. After inoy, we go back to That person shall also die. Next It's a Shabbaton, a term that is also employed by the other Mikvei techem. And instead of concluding with, Again, And when we look at these Psukim, on one hand we say that it seems that Yom Kippur clearly does share some common factors with the other Mikra Kodesh. There is Yisur Malacha, there is V'hikrasa the prohibition from work, and the expression in the form of a sacrifice in a Mikdash. But now there are other questions that clearly arise from learning and simply being sensitive to the text. Question number one is a word that seemingly, although Yom HaKippurim is a continuation of the seventh month and should naturally continue after the first of the seventh month to the tenth day of the seventh month, there seems to be a transition word that tells us already that Yom Kippur may be a little different. What is this word? That Shacher Ach. Very nice. What is this word Ach? Which is a very uncommon usage in Tanakh. Secondly, we already raised the question, Mik Kodesh is generally associated directly with? Isur Malacha, with the prohibition from work. And yet here we see, instead of Isur Malacha, what seems to initially replace Isur Malacha? Ve'initem, the inoi. And our third question, here we have Shabbaton, and instead of Shabbaton expressing itself in the form of Isur Malacha, which generally we associate, even with the etymology of Shabbaton, Of Shabbat with Isur Malachas, we saw from the third Pasuk. What word again is coming to qualify what a Shabbat is? The Initim. And our last question over here, and that is the Initim. What does this mean? What is Inui? We know that in Mesechat Yomachazal are going to learn the idea of Chamisha Inuyim. Ironically, however, where do they learn these Inuyim from? Not from what we would think to be the clear usage of the form of the Initim, but rather the idea of Shabbat Shabbaton. If the inita means to afflict oneself, and ultimately we are going to learn that one is not allowed to engage in eating and drinking, in the ilat sandal why not just state it explicitly? The Torah very often will say, so why not also tell us kol achila lo Why not just tell us in an explicit manner, why wait till yoma pe aleph amad Aleph to begin to extrapolate what the inuyim are, from, not necessarily this term, but from Shabbaton, and why not just tell us what the Inuyim are, are going to be detailed, again, within the Psukim themselves. Before we begin to answer these questions, let's look at the next time that Yom HaKippurim is mentioned. As we've already seen from the Psukim, despite the fact that Inuy stands out, Shabbaton stands out, mikra Kodesh is still here, Clearly, the agenda for Yom HaKippurim in the Torah is going to be highlighted by the Mila Mancha, by the basic nature of Yom HaKippurim, with the obvious verb and the noun form of katara. The whole nature of Yom HaKippurim seems to be kapara, kapara, but in order to understand that, you have to look beyond. Beyond the Day of Atonement, there's much more. And when we turn to Bamidbar, the next time that Yom HaKippurim is described, we again hear, mikra kodesh avodah lo with regard to Rosh Hashanah, and then, mikra kodesh and we expect, avodah lo instead first, v'initem et nafshutehem. Lotasu. On one hand we feel a little better because at least this time the Inui the initam, is juxtaposed to Lotasu. On the other hand, we're still bothered by the fact that the inuitem seems to initially replace the standard understanding of a Mikra Kodesh, which is a day that you're going to proclaim holy through refraining from work. So again the question arises, what is this Inui? What is the Inui coming to express is Yom HaKippurim our standard Mikra Kodesh or not? With this, uh, we now turn to understand what the relationship is. The Yachas our Mikra'e ekodesh Maybe by comparing Yom HaKippurim with the other holidays, maybe by trying to appreciate what makes Yom HaKippurim unique within the context of Mikra e Kodesh, maybe then we can begin to appreciate the uniqueness of the day. But when we actually look at Yom HaKippurim, within the context of the other holidays of the year, we notice that it actually has numerous similarities. And this is what we're going to begin by paying attention to. We begin with Pashanut HaMikvah. Let's see how the exeget- exegetical commentators of the medieval ages, how they understood the Psukim when they looked even at the first question that we raised, namely the strange incorporation of the word of Ach, what is Ach coming to teach us? Ach, maybe there is something special. At Yom HaKippurim. Rashi, however, understands Ach. Kol achin v'rakin Torah miyutin. It's true. Whenever Ach is used, it's used to limit within the Torah. But what is this Ach being used for? What is it limiting? mechaper al she'inam shavim. This is an internal limitation Through uh, the incorporation of the word Ach. Ach doesn't tell you that Yom Kippur is different than the other Mikra Kodesh. Rather, Ach is being used here to tell you that within Yom Kippur, there's something that's limited. What's being limited are those who may accomplish this process of Teshuvah. Who is going to be atoned for? Only the Shavim. Those who, although Chazal tell us, the essence of the day is going to atone for you. Here we get a sense that only works. Be careful, Yom Kippur will work, but only for those engaged in a process of chuba. Only for those who initiate repentance. And this we find is going to be supported, and perhaps this is actually the source for Rashi. We know that the Midrash Halakha and Parshat Explains what is a mikra kodesh. What does it mean to proclaim a day is holy? How do you show that a day is holy? How do you show that a day is special? What should one do? One should celebrate through eating and drinking and wearing special clothing. Rashi, interestingly, will incorporate this midrash and explain mikra kodesh kachehu Biksut nikia Ubatvila. How should one proclaim the day as holy? One should wear special clothing and through prayer, through davening. What is Rashi overtly leaving out? The eating and drinking. Because Rashi understands, wait a second... Yom Kippur is a mikra kodesh just like all the other mikra ekodesh. Ah, remember that difficult word? Don't let that bother you because that's talking about something going on within Yom Kippur. But with regard to Yom Kippur and the context of all the mikra ekodesh, Yom Kippur is a regular mikra kodesh. What is a mikra kodesh? It's a day when you wear special clothing, when you show that today is unique. I'm going to wear my Yom Tov clothing. I'm going to go to Shul. I'm going to in today. Does that express itself on Yom Kippur as well? Yes, it's a mikrako dish. The Psukim highlighted Yom Kippur is a mikrako dish, and Rashi will go on to tell us Ubushari Yamim Tovim. An other Yamim Tovim, what's clearly implied in that usage? That Yom Kippur is one of the Yamim Tovim, excellent, the machal Obviously on the other days you'll do more. In addition to your special clothing, you'll also eat and you'll also drink. But Just be aware of the fact that these are all yamim tovim. And on yom tov, the standard is the ksut and the tefillah. The Gemara will explain this as well. In Yeshayahu it says, what does it mean to sanctify God in a respectful way? You can proclaim the day as holy. You can respect the day even by refraining from eating and drinking. I'm rat Torah. So what do I do? If I'm not eating and drinking, what can I do? Don't worry. Chabdehu. You can still show that the day is a respectable day through Ksut Nikiah. And this is obviously Rashi's source in telling us then that a Mikra Kodesh, a day that's meant to be proclaimed as holy, can be identified not only through eating and drinking, but look at the common denominator. What does Yom Kippur share with all the other Mikra Kodesh? You're going to wear nice clothing. And you're going to go to Tvila. The rabbaz, Rabb David Ben Zimra, highlights this also with the bolded words. There's an aspect then of quote Shabbat that applies also on Yom HaKippurim. But I don't eat. I don't have my Lacha Mishnah. Don't worry. What do you have? You have had Kataner, he explains. And that's why, even though there's a Machloket, should I light a special candle on Yom Kippur? Is it really a mitzvah in that regard? Is Yom Kippur like all the other Mikra Kodesh? So the Radva says, well, it has Kavod. It has Kavod just like Shabbat. It certainly does have some aspects of a Mikra Kodesh. And the Shulchan Aruch therefore tells us, If someone is uh, unfortunately sick and has to eat bread, what would he do in reciting Berkat HaMazon? He would say Why is that? Because Yom Kippur is a Mikra Kodesh. Yom Kippur is a Yom Tov. And as you mentioned, the unique aspect of the days of all the yomim Tovim and Ya'alevi you're right that technically there's a problem. On Yom Kippur you don't eat, so you wouldn't say Ya But if you would have to eat... Then would you have to say Ya Yavo? Indeed, yes. And the Mishnah Brura explains, kevan de achal. He ate because he was allowed to eat. He received this diagnosis from the doctor. Yom sha'ar yamim tovim. Indeed, Yom Kippur, look at the Psukim. It is a Mikra It has Yisur Malacha. It has a V'ikratem Mishel LaHashem. Declare it the same way. Express it the same way. What would be the for, yom? for again, when uh, one would say Yom Hakipurim, Ubi Yom Hakipurim. Would one say Yom? According to this, would you say Uvi Yom Som Hakipurim? No. no, certainly not. Again, Yom Hakipurim. Perhaps one would even add based on this. Mikra Kodesh. We're going to see that there is a Machloket with regard to the Nisuach, the phraseology, of the Brachat Kedushat Hayom. How one, in general, is going to refer, to refer to Yom HaKippurim. And this is going to be one of the parameters with regard to how much Mikra Kodesh is Yom Kippur going to have. And with this, we continue in seeing now the Sifra, who's going to notice parallels then, within even basic ideas, of Rosh Hashanah Shuhu Yom Tov, Ki An interesting idea here. Rosh Hashanah is a Yom Tov like Yom HaKippurim. In other words, what's really the basis of the Yom Tov? Yom Kippur. Rosh Hashanah happens to be a Yom Tov like Yom HaKippurim, which generally I have to be honest. In low sources of Tarash HaBal we find that Rosh Hashanah has more similarities with the other Yom Yim Tovim. And perhaps we're going to learn that Yom Kippur has them through Rosh Hashanah. Here we find a beautiful Madrasha Halacha that says maybe Rosh Hashanah is borrowing its Yom Tov qualifications from Yom HaKippurim. And this will express itself now in certain factors. We're going to use certain test cases to see how much standard Mikra Kodesh, how much standard Yom Tov expressions does Yom HaKippurim have. In other words, how much does it share with the other days of the year, with the other special holidays? Rabbi Yehuda says, Anna Akra Chadata Nami Amina In fact, maybe we should say the Bracha of Zman. What's the Bracha of Zman? on Yom HaKippurim. Why? So, Rabbi Yonatan Milunil explains, Amin Kshani When does one recite the brachah of Shechianu? When one experiences the changes throughout the year, Amin Kol Yom Tov, certainly when you feel it, as an experiential day, when you're going to express the Simcha of Yom Tov, like, Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim. Why do you say the bracha, and this is what we do, of Shecheyanu, on Yom HaKippurim? Not just because it's a new day. And uh, thank you, Hashem, for allowing us to experience another passage of a year. Another interesting and uh, important time. But rather, there's Simchat Yom Tov of Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim. I'm excited. I want to express my thanksgiving to Hashem on this day. There's Simcha by Yom HaKippurim. Something that we generally don't think of. But the Parshanim, based already on what we saw through the basic understanding of the Psukim, what does one extrapolate from the common usage of Mikra Kodesh? It has common denominators with the other Yamim tovim. If there's Simcha by the other Yamim tovim, will there be expressions of Simcha by Yom HaKippurim? Certainly. And the Gemara will tell us as well. Let's test this out a little more. So far we've used yaleviavo. To prove that there must be some expression of simcha on Yom Kippur. But how about testing it against its antithesis, namely the issue of abilut? How much simcha are you going to feel on Yom HaKippurim with regard to how much mourning will that possibly cancel? So, an excellent halacha case is brought in, Masachat Moed Katan. Mitosh lo kodem leregel. Let's say lo Someone passes away. Three days before a regel, what happens? And the Yom Shiva, as we know, is completely cancelled. One does not get up again after the regel. However, what happens if Shabbat comes around? Shabbat will suspend the avilut, but not cancel the avilut. Namely, on Motzei Shabbat, the avil will once again continue with the Yemei shiva. So the question will become: How about Rosh Hashanah, the Yom Hakippurim? Ramban Gamliel explains, Rosh Hashanah bi-Yom Hakipurim Kirigalim. In other words, if Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur come around, what would one do if one was in the middle of his Avelot? Yes. It would be cancelled. Chachamim disagree. Lok divrizev Lokidivrizeh ala terra kirigalim Rosh Hashanah Vyom Hakipurim Kish Shabbat. What is this Machloket? The Machloket is once again with regard to the nature of Simcha and Yom Hakipurim. How much simcha does Yom HaKippurim express? Is it enough to cancel the Avelut? Or does it only have enough, like Shabbat, to suspend the Avelut? Let's see how we pass in. Amrav Rav Barmancha, Amar, Shmuel Halakha, Kiramban, Gamliel. Yom HaKippurim has enough simcha to cancel the Avelut. Yes, I like those sound effects, indeed. Again, here we get a sense that Yom HaKippurim does have simcha, a few more wrote to prove this point. Gena, why he explains Rav Hagaonah about Simcha k'Rigalim damu. The reason why Yom HaKippurim is like the regalim in cancelling avilot is because it has Simcha. Yom HaKippurim Simcha. I saw inui. I saw a lacha There is no Simcha. But don't feel bad, because if you look at most of the A Kodesh, there's only one Mikra Kodesh that actually mentions Simcha in Parshat more and that is Sukkot. Beautiful. In Parshat A we'll find it twice more by Sukkot, also by Shavuot. But then we learn the famous Gemara, Meshachetah, sorry, Ena, Ena, huh? we're going to see this later on, in Meshachet Shavuot, which is quoted here by the Shiltov. Kivan zehukshu kol hamoadim, kulam <laughs> This is based on a teaching of Rabi Yonah, Mesechet Shavuot, wherein the parasha of the Moadim, in Vayikra, Parachaf ends with, this is what you do, B'chol Moadzeichem, Moadzeichem, with the Yud, which expresses the festivals in plural. And from here, Rabbi Yonah learns, Hukshu kol moadot that one has to share the common denominators within the cycle of the Jewish holidays. And therefore, even if there's Simcha mentioned only by Sukkot, the comparison is now going to be applied to all the mo'adim. If there's Simcha by Sukkot, there is Simcha by all the e Kodesh by Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur as well. Why not? After all, Here, in, in fact, we see that Yom HaKippurim will be a Mikra Kodesh like all the other Mikra A Kodesh and it has Simcha, enough Simcha to cancel the Avelot like a standard Regal. And just to highlight this all the more, the next source in Mesech B'Sachim, in the name of Rapapa, Misamchol What does it mean to wear Ksut Nikiyah on a Yom Tov? It doesn't just mean that this is a special day and I'm going to wear a uniform to express the day is unique. No, when one wears nice clothing, we all know this. How do you feel? You're in a good mood. Misamchol B'Ksut Nikiyah. The Ksut the nice clothing, is really an expression of Simcha. And now we see this in the writings of the Rambam. Below Halel Shulchanukah. We know that in Hilchot Hanukah, he's going to present another test case. Hilchot Hanukah is the context that the Rambam uses to review for us the laws of Halel. Halel isn't simply just thank you, Hashem, for some historical event that happens. Hallel is meant to be an expression of Simcha, a praise to God, which is a basic expression of our own feelings on this day. Thank you, Hashem, because I'm in a good mood. So it's not simply the Halil Shohanukabul Vad who shall medivose him, Ella Kriyat Halel, la'olam Ola Midiv Sofrim, Bakhol Hayamim, Shagomri Mahin etalil, Ushmal Na Asar Yom Bishana, Mitsvaligmorbahen et Halil. There are eighteen days where midivre sofrim, one is required to recite halil, be and these are they, Shmonat Yimei the eight days of Sukkot, Ushmonat Yimei the eight days of Hanukkah, V'rishom Shel Pesach, V'yom HaTzeret, and the first day of Pesach and Shavuot. Aval Rosh Hashanah, V'yom HaKippurim, they're not in this list, but don't worry, Ein Bahen Hallel. What would you think, based on all the aforementioned sources? Does it have some cha? Should we say Hallel on Rosh Hashanah, and Yom HaKippurim? We should. She'en Yimei Teshuvah, V'yirah V'fachad, Upon first reading this Rambam, one may mistakenly think that the Rambam is noting that there isn't any Simcha on Rosh Hashanah in Yom Kippur. Is that what he's saying? He says there's no Simcha Yitera. And for those familiar with the writings of the Rambam, you know when he does employ this term of Simcha Yitera, when is there Simcha Yitera, extra special Simcha, those are throughout the eight days of Sukkot, which means that every Mikra Kodesh, according to the Rambam, has Simcha. Does Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, according to the Rambam, have Simcha? Yes. It just doesn't have Simcha Yitera. And the Rambam tells us why. Because whether one likes it or not, what is one going to feel on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? The Yira and Fachad. This is Yoma Hazikaron, Yom Hadin. And you can't help it. But we're human, and therefore we feel a sense of anxiety on these days. And we know that if one is in a state of tension and anxiety, then you don't need a psychologist to tell you that this is going to affect your state of Simcha. There is Simcha, just not Simcha Yitera, because there's a technical additional element to Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and that is this idea of yirah Vafachad. We know that the Ram is also familiar with the Gemara in Nesachat Zerachim, which tells us, that the Malachi Hashareits were surprised. Why aren't am Yisrael today on Rosh Hashanah reciting Hallel? And Hashem says, Sifrei Chayim Umetim V'atem Shira. How can am Yisrael? They have the books of life and death open in front of them. In other words, it is a day of Simcha. And for all intents and purposes, one should be reciting Hallel. But there is a technical additional element. And that is, there is anxiety because we are dealing with their life. The uh, books of uh, life and death are open in front of them today. Which gives us the impression that, in fact, although there isn't halil, that doesn't necessarily detract from the presence of Simcha. To prove this, by the way, what other date does the Rambam leave out of the 18 days when one finishes halil? Purim and also the last day of Pesach. Does Pesach not have Simcha? Simply because we don't recite halil. On the last days of Pesach, and we know what's the reason, again, a Midrashic and then Talmudic source for why we don't say hello on the last days of Pesach. <speaking in Hebrew> a similar idea. Today of Samchabah, there's a technical problem, and that is that other human beings were killed on this day. So, with this, we then continue perhaps with the strongest source of all. If you're still not convinced, that Yom HaKippurim is a Mikra Kodesh. And the Ach is not limiting or really placing Yom HaKippurim in its own category. Here we find in the Sechah Tanit, Amar Shimon ben Gamliel, Lo hayu yamim tovim Israel. The most wonderful days of the year were kechamishasar ba'av Yom haKippurim. Generally, we don't think of Yom Kippur as a Yom Tov, as a good day. But the Gemara says, it wasn't just a good day. It was tied for number one on the calendarical year. They would then don themselves with borrowed white clothing. As not to embarrass those who didn't have special clothes. And what would they do most of the day? They would dance in the fields. Generally, when I ask people, when you. Uh, Think of Yom HaKippurim. In what context do we all place ourselves? In shul. That's right. In shul, from morning to night. Night some places with a break, some places without a break. But in shul, once upon a time, in the time of the Beit HaMikdash, where were most of Am Yisrael? Either at home, somewhere, as we know, in the Beit HaMikdash. Those who were there in the Beit HaMikdash, witnessing the Avot of the Kohen Gadol, as he was really the only active one on this day, when uh, would the avodah of the Yom, of the Kohen Gadol on Yom HaKippurim, come to an end? We know at the time of Menchah which is about 12.31, 1.30. It's not clear if they changed the clocks, didn't change the clocks. And uh, what would happen at that point? Can we find in uh, the depiction, the beautiful piyutim, uh, The Kohen Gadol uh, would leave and... Uh, you can start to sing, it's okay. Again, yes, they would sing My Kohen. As the Kohen would walk out, he would lock the gates of Harabayat and people would dance him through the streets of Yerushalayim. As the Kohen would be danced through the streets of Yerushalayim, the women would go out. And again, we're talking 1.32 o'clock in the afternoon. And until the end of the Ta'anit, until the end of Yom Kippurim. People would be dancing a picture that we generally don't associate with Yom HaKippurim until us, Chazal, tell us, until Teta Kochavim, when the Kohen Gadol would invite all the residents of Yerushalayim to a huge banquet the Beito, in the courtyard of his own home. A beautiful depiction of Yom HaKippurim as a Yom Simcha. Amara HaMeshemom ben Amliel, lo hayu yamim tovim l'Yisrael ka-chamishasar ba'avu ki-yom HaKippurim, could this be? Bishlum Yom HaKippurim! Why would they be so happy on Yom HaKippurim? Because it's a day. When, when they would see the Lashon of with the scarlet thread, hanging down from the Hechal of the Beit HaMikdash, they would know that Hashem has forgiven them. And there's no greater expression of Simcha. So Tubaab and Yom HaKippurim were Yamim Tovim. Don't worry. Yom HaKippurim, the nature of the day, is similar to the other e Kodesh. It's not just a day that one proclaims as holy through uh, wearing special clothes and through tzvila, but here we found expressions of simcha. That's one approach. But perhaps there really are differences, and one cannot avoid those differences, especially as we saw throughout uh, the usage, the incorporation of the term of ve'initem initem." So we're going to start actually with Ibn Ezra. If we're paralleling the earlier commentators on the Chumash, D. explains, V'tam Ach Ba'asor. He says, remember that word, Ach? I disagree with Rashi. It's not talking about an internal limitation of Yom HaKippurim. It comes right after Rosh Hashanah Ach. There's something limiting about this day within the context of the calendar. Ba'avur, Sheyom Mikra Kodesh, Yom Simcha. V'achen katzu, B'Sefer Ezra, Echlu, Mashmanim, Nebuchadnezzar quotes this pasuk particularly because it's a reference to Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a day when Nehemia told the people, "Don't cry, but rather go, eat your delicacies. manot, ach but not on the tenth day." Most mikra e kodesh have simcha. Rosh Hashanah has simcha. Ach, Yom Kippurim is limited. It does not have Simcha, And if we turn to the next source, the Sforno tells us, and we're already getting a sense that this is more the opinions of the Parshanei Sparad. This is going to be the more dominant opinion amongst the Spanish Rishonim, who explain, Ach, be'asor la Chodesh mikra'ei kodesh, gam all other days of the year, one celebrates through eating and drinking. So I cancel everything that we just said. He says, No, Yom Akipurim is not a day of simcha ve What are you thinking about on Yom HaKipurim? You should be immersed in confession. You should be immersed in your affliction. You should be in a very solemn mood right now. Ah The limitation of Yom HaKippurim is that it's not like the other Mikra Ekodesh. One does not celebrate the same way. And with this, we turn back now to the other sources. We're now going to turn back to the Rambam in Hilchot Yom Tov, Perak Aleph, Halacha Aleph. The same Rambam who told us that Rosh Hashanah and Yom HaKippurim are not days of Simcha yit- Therefore one does not recite Halil. What else Yamim Ha Elu Shaasman Hakatu Basiyat Mulacha Lo carefully as the Rambam now tells us Anna Yom Tov, one refrains from performing work. Shaheen Rishon Vishvi Sho Pesach, Rishon Vishminish, the first and last days of Pesach and Sukkot, Ubiyom Khakashabuot, Ubechadlachodishashvi, Hain Hanikraim Yamim Tovim. Which date and only date is omitted from the list of the Mikra Kodesh? Yom Hakipurim? According to the Ramban, is Yom Hakipurim a Yom Tov? No, it is not a good day. And that we learn from Ach Asher Yachol Nefesh, and one has to refrain from all forms of Malacha except for Ochol Nefesh, what is required for preparation for food. But notice that he leaves that Yom HaKippurim, it's not a Yom Tov. Ach, it's not like the other Mikra Eko dish. There is a lo Tasu, but there there's also Inoi. And Inoi will cancel whatever Simcha there is. Let's prove this also in the Rambam Sochot Shabbat. Kol lele Yom Tov uvelel Yom HaKippurim. How does he see Yom HaKippurim? It's not Yom Tov. There's Yom Tov, and there's also Yom HaKippurim where one would say Shechiano. But according to the Ramban, maybe not necessarily as an expression of Simcha. Maybe not as an expression of Tov, of the good of the day, because Yom Kippur is not a Yom Tov. That's why the Rabiya will explain this as well. Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim, Drabanan. There you would only say it, Esmi Midrabanan, and the Ramban, just quickly. he'echasu Rosh Hashanah has a Simcha isur itzavon. Again, Yom Kippur does not necessarily fit under this category. And with this, we are now going to turn to see that if anything, Yom Kippur not only does not have simcha, but is going to be considered more one of the general ta'aniyot. If we turn now back to Masechat Moed Katan, Daftet Amad Aleph, Ain simcha below Achila v'shtiyah. How can you consider Yom HaKippurim a good day, a day of simcha? We all know one is only happy if we eat. Are you all in a good mood? Did you have a good dinner? Right, here the Rambam tells us, here the Gemara tells us, in Simcha, you can't be happy on Yom Kippur because you're not eating. We're looking forward to this. Right, uh, yes, we tell all the people around us, do not judge me based on the way that I'm going to act in a few days. I'm going to be in a very grumpy mood. And right, maybe that's why everyone undergoes a Tanitibur. right, not because we're sad of... Uh, Simply, we're afraid of what we're going to say, but we don't want to talk to anyone. We're in a bad mood on Yom Hakipurim, And notice that the Rambam says in Hilchot Lev. When one is fasting on any Tanit, one naturally isn't happy. So you can't call Yom Hakipurim a good day. It is not a good day because you're not eating. And Rav al Explains, therefore, with regards to the hekesh of Rabbi Yonah that we mentioned in Shavuot. He says, wait a second, Yom HaKippurim is a mikra Kodesh. It should be included in that Hekesh, pi ha eno simcha. Yeah, it's included in the moadim, and maybe it shares other common denominators, but not simcha. Why not? et Perhaps, potentially... Yom HaKippurim could have been a day of Simcha, because it is a Mikra Kodesh, and it exists within the rubric of those days that are called proclamations of holiness. But there's Inui. Inui, the affliction, canceled out whatever potential Simcha there was. And therefore it is no longer a day of Simcha, but a day of Inui. Express also now in the last source of this category, Rabbi Nunisim, who has asked, does one say Tzitchatz Sedek? If Yom HaKippurim falls out on Shabbat like it does this year, does one recite the Shabbat form of Tachanun? So we know that on a day of Simcha, would one say Tachanun? Would one say Tzidchat Chatzadek? And he explains of Albi Yom, yom He says, You don't have to worry about Yom HaKippurim. Even though it may be called a Kodesh, you don't express it the same way. You're not happy. And therefore, would you say Tzidchat Chatzadek? Although we don't pass in this way, he says, Omrimoto. Yes, you would say it. Because it is an expression of Tachanun. Notice we say the Yugimum rachamim. We say Slichot on this day. We have numerous times when we say Vidui. So, of course, you're going to say Tzidchat tzedek. This yes, we now turn to the next question that we raised, which after understanding that Ach may on one hand tell us that there is something unique to Yom HaKippurim and that it doesn't have Simcha, we saw those who say, no, 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 there still is Simcha. How are we going to understand the relationship between the aforementioned sources? Maybe if we appreciate that there are different aspects of the day, maybe there can be some type of synthesis between the celebration and the oppression. One way of understanding this is to use the brisker device of pitzul. Ava trying to show that there are certain times when one would apply. We'll call it Rashi's approach of there is simcha of Yom HaKippurim, Verses, times, or aspects of Yom HaKippurim that don't seem to be conducive with this aspect of Simcha. One example is the first source in the response of Rabbi Akiva Eger, who was asked whether a person who was told again by his doctor because of Sakhanat Mavit that he must eat on Yom HaKippurim. Can such a person stand up and read from the Torah during Kriyat HaTorah? We know that the entire ceremony of Kriyat HaTorah was established based on the original custom of having one person reciting all the Berchot Torah, and thereby representing the entire community with the mitzvah of Kriyat Torah on Shabbat and later on Yamim Tovim. So can someone properly represent the community if he's not fasting on this day? So Rabbi Kiva Eger explains, Hakriyat HaKipurim The reason you are going to read Kriyat Torah. After Shacharit on Yom Kippur is not because it's a fast day, but rather, it's a Mikra Kodesh. It's a wonderful day. It's kudushatayom. It expresses that today is a special day. Kamo B'Sha'ar, Yamim Tobin Shabbat. Like all other holidays and Shabbat. And even if this person is in fasting, can he express what's special about the day? If anything, he's a good representative to show you that today is a special day. Maybe it even is a day of Simcha. But in the second paragraph, he says, you know, when it comes, though, to whether or not this person can stand up and read the Torah at Mincha time, he says, But this, uh, I'm not so sure. Or if we read this also because of Kedushat Hayom. We know that we read the Torah at Mincha, in addition to Shabbat, in addition to Certain Mikra'e Kodesh, and therefore he says, I don't know. Is the reason we read the Torah at Minchan Yom HaKippurim because it's a Ta'anit or because it's like Shabbat? If it's like Shabbat and it's another expression of Kedushat HaYom, can this person read from the Torah? Yes. But if it's really an expression of Ta'anit, can a person who's not fasting read from the Torah? No. This tells us that maybe, this is interesting, maybe this is like the confusion about. The day and a half Yom Tov. I once heard someone say, I don't understand. Why uh, is uh, my grandson uh, keeping uh, the day, the, all the halachot of Yom Tov until Chatzot Hayom? And then afterwards, uh, then he is treating it like whole. That's not the day and a half. right?" Uh, and uh, here, though, Rabbi Key Baker says, maybe there is something to that. Maybe the first half of the day is Kedusha Tayom. We express it like a nice day, a day maybe even of Simcha. And then especially as we get weaker towards the end of the day and grumpier towards the end of the day and hungrier towards the end of the day, maybe then it takes on, or one can say, diminishes the aspect of simcha. That's one possibility of an attempt to harmonize the two aforementioned approaches. Let's take a look at the next source. The Inita shoteichem. Chia Barav Nidifti explains, we know from the Pasuk, when does one begin this process of inoi betish'a? It says in the last Pesuk, Why does it tell us that we already afflict ourselves on the ninth of the month? Do we fast on the ninth of the month? How does the Quran understand this? That really one who feasts on the ninth, It's as if uh, he fasted on the 9th and the 10th. Now, this sounds a little strange. You mean, uh, the more that I eat beforehand, that's what will help me with the fast, and that's one of the explanations. But, at first glance, maybe this is an attempt of pitzul, of understanding that there is some aspect of simcha on Yom HaKippurim. Technically, though, there's a problem, because the Torah commands us, that we must afflict ourselves. But we're supposed to feel simcha, So maybe, what does the Gemara learn? Feel simcha. But when? Feel it the day before. That's right. And then you'll be able to appreciate the vi'initim on the asiri. The Torah explains, "Shalol lahazik lahem a'inoi. Because we don't want the inui to really be so bad. Which gives us the impression that there is simcha on Yom HaKippurim. But we minimize that simcha by fasting. And the fasting, by Feasting on the day before, and the feasting is also to minimize the affliction on the next day. Similarly said by the Shari Chuba, when he says, "Ume'pnei shahatzam biyom haKipurim nitzchayvul lekvoh su'uda al simchat haMitzvah be'eruv yom haKipurim." You're supposed to have a su'udat mitzvah on Yom HaKipurim. Problem? You can't. It says, So what should you do? Get it in last minute. Have it right before Yom Kippurim. That's your suudat Yom Tov. And we know, by the way, how are we supposed to come to the suudat erev Yom Kippurim? Dressed, lechvoda hayom. That's right. With k'sut Happy on this day. Right? special delicacies at the suudat hamafseket of erev Yom Kippurim. Very nice. It's actually uh, a machloket whether or not you do as a suudat mitzvah. We pass and in the end. We don't. Part of the reason is also so the problem of wine and erev HaKippurim. But uh, again, the, it is dealt with as an aspect of the suudat hayom. The Beit Yosef tells us that klivan shi yom hakipurim matzmo iyafchar lechavod be machaluv mishdeh kederach shemachadim shayyam nitzubim tzvirich lechavod Make sure that you have a mikvah kodesh. Make sure that you do show that the day is one of kavod. The also similar, similarly, yachid, shekibel alav ta'anit. A person who said, I'm on a diet, or a severe diet. I am fasting, kach yamim. But then come along, Shabbatot and yamim tovim. Chodesh, Chanukah Purim. And what do we know on these days? You're not allowed to fast. Or Erev Yom What else is there? Erev Yom These are days inherently of simcha, of a requirement of su'udah. And the maharil, therefore, was asked by a woman who said that she wasn't going to eat chocolate cake. I added that in. Or she lo l'achol basar, yayin, only on Shabbatot and yamim tovim. Ma adina be'arav yom ha I don't know. Is Erev Yom ha like one of these days wherein she would be allowed to eat meat and drink wine and chocolate cake ve'heshiv? She muteret b'chol ritsona ve'lesamech liba'a be'om Dinami, mitikrei yom tov. Yes, Erev Yom ha is called a Yom Tov. And therefore, you would celebrate Erev Yom HaKippurim as that day of Simcha, as an earlier extension of the Simcha that you simply cannot express on Yom Kippur. A beautiful way of showing us that there is an aspect of Simcha on Yom Kippur, but there's also Inui. Don't worry, there's Simcha before and Inui on. The Gemara then explains the idea, ava ni'ila poteret zeshel arvit, and what's so special about the end of the day? So Tosafot so has a different opinion. It's not so much that the suuda of erev Yom Hakippurim comes as a substitution for the suuda that you should have on Yom Hakippurim, but a beautiful Tosafot. Ein Yom Hakippurim. He's referring here to motzei Yom Hakippurim, mitzvah letroach ulhachin tsarchei su'udah daavei kein Yom Tov says, on Mosei Yom HaKippurim, what happens? It's a Mikra Kodesh, it's a Mikra Kodesh, you were supposed to feel Simcha. But all the sources were right, you can't feel Simcha on Yom Kippur. You withhold from Simcha on Yom Kippur. You're fasting, so of course you're not happy on Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur is over, now what should happen, almost spontaneously? Let that Simcha shine through. Let the expressions of Simcha, the halachic expressions of Simcha, be manifest through a su'udah which I think is beautiful because we know that this is exactly what happened during the time of the Beit HaMikdash. Everyone uh, would be fasting on Yom HaKippurim, and the uh, Kohen Gadol would have a huge su'udah for everyone in Yerushalayim. Amotzei Yom Hakipurim. For those who have been Bayas Anna, Yom Kippur, you know that in our, in our family we do do this. Both, uh, obviously, what we pass in the halacha, which is to have... Uh, a nice su'udah, an expression of kvod yom tov. On Arab Yom Hakipurim, but you're not just supposed to have Zanish and coffee and get on your LL flight. On Motzei Yom Hakipurim. what are you supposed to do? supposed to have a su'udah, those poppy bagels and tuna fish, but ideally, I'm going to be honest, not even tuna fish, but meat. I'll just make it easier. Just serve the... Erev Yom Tov, leftovers, <laughs> and uh, sure enough, again, this is uh, how one is supposed to celebrate the Simcha that has been withheld on the day of Yom Tov, just express it on a Yom Tov. Until this point, then, we found a way of harmonizing them. We found a way of understanding the different appreciations of Ach, the different expressions of Yom HaKippurim, noting that there's almost a schizophrenic issue going on in Yom HaKippurim, uh, Simcha, simcha, that's either an abeyance, simcha, that's canceled. But now we're going to see and relate to the third and the fourth questions that we asked, which were, were in addition to the standard Mikra Kodesh, it's very clear that the Torah is telling us that there is something special about the Mikra Kodesh of Yom HaKippurim. Does it share the common denominators of the other Mikra E. Kodesh? Machloket. Harmonize, don't harmonize between the approaches. But what you can't avoid is the Torah's description of the Mikra Kodesh by Yom HaKippurim. Mikra Kodesh? Yes, there's Komolach HaLotasub, but what else is there? Vi'initem, vi'initem. There is an idea of the vi'initem, and that's why the Haskuni tells us, ze nikra, mikra Kodesh, nefesh. We understand this a little more in context. He explains that all the Moadim are called e Kodesh, b'ma'chal, b'mishtek, sut'nikiyah, and ta'anug. In other words, the goal is... Proclaim the day as holy. Make sure that you know that today is a special day. Generally, how do you do that? Eat special foods. Wear special clothing. And Kippur, Zen mikra mikra Kodesh Nefesh You're going to proclaim the day is unique through viinitem. v'initem et nafshu And the Ramban explains, this is what a mikra Kodesh is. mikra Lashon Me'orah Show that it's literally an eventful day. Show that something special is happening today. What generally do people do? Make sure that you don't treat this like a weekday. Make sure that you don't treat this like a regular day. Wear special clothing, eat special foods. What's another way, though, of not treating the day like a regular day? Don't eat! You generally have your three meals a day in your Starbucks coffee? Don't on Yom HaKippurim. In other words, show that it's different. In which case, Mikra Kodesh is the Torah's way of telling you it's still a Mikra Kodesh. It's a special day. Make sure that it's special, but express it differently. The end is identical to the other Moadim, and that you proclaim it as holy. The means are going to be entirely different. Similarly, the nusach of the brachot that was mentioned at the very beginning. What should one say then on Yom HaKippurim? It is a Mikra Kodesh. Can I just say then that it's a Mikra Kodesh? So at the Tanaidic source here, EIN MASKIRIM BO TOV YOM TOV BIYOM Can I say BIYOM tova HAKIPURIM hazeh"? No, because it really isn't. You're not eating. Ella Omar, B'yom Mikra Kodesh. Can I still say it's a day? Which requires one to proclaim as holy yes and say, B'yom Tsom Ha'asor hazeh. Or B'yom Mechilat Ha'avon hazeh. V'chotei Mokhel V'solech L'avonoteinu V'lavonot Amo Yisrael Brachamim. Omecha Perop Shehem Melecha Al Kol Haaretz Mekadesh Yisrael biyom Tsom ha within the context of tefillah, v'hazmanim u'mikra kodesh, v'ain ma'skirim bo lo mo'ed v'lo simcha, she'in simcha v'lo achila. It's a mikra kodesh, but a special mikra kodesh. Not a simcha mikra kodesh, but a tzom mikra kodesh. And this indeed would be the issue, why not say it in Ya'alevi Avoh, because I'm not fasting, but otherwise, this is one opinion as to the nusach of the bracha, the nusach of the Chatima. how I'm going to depict the uniqueness of the day. We're now uh, about to close with the last topic, which is now we understand Mikra Kodesh V'initem. It's beautiful that the Torah tells us that there's something unique to this Mikra Kodesh. It may have some aspects of samkha shared with other Mikra'ikodesh, but it clearly stands alone. It's in its own category. Mikra Kodesh vi'initem. But we were then confused by the last question that we raised, which, if you turn back to the psukimah, is uh, somewhat inconsistent. We have mikra kodesh vi'initem. Mikra kodesh, kom lacha lotasu, shabbat shabbaton v'initem. Somehow, there's also a relationship between the general expressions of a day of mikra kodesh and the expressions of the mikra kodesh of yom HaKipurim. A regular mikra kodesh based on the Torah, kom lacha lotasu, show that it's a special day, refrain from work. And yom hakipurim, refrain from work and afflict yourself not simply two independent expressions of the day but there seems to be some linkage some connection between the Isur Malacha the prohibition of work on Yom HaKippurim not simply as an expression of Mikra Kodesh but manifest also through the Inui and the Gemara is obviously very sensitive to this as we see the Kesher as we see this connection in Mesechad Yoma Zafayin Dalet Aleph Rabbi Yosef we're explaining in the Minayin the Yom Asur, Sandal, The source referred to at the very beginning. How do we know the Inuyim? What do you expect the Gemara to tell you from the word? The initen? But no! Tamud Lamar, shabaton Shvut. What tells you that you must refrain on this day? Refrain! Refrain indeed. That will express itself in Inuy. But the refraining, the Isur Malachah, is a Malachah of eating, of drinking. Ava, Sandal, Shabbaton Shvut. The Inuyim are learned through the depiction of the day of Isur Malachah, Shabbaton Shvut. And here we see this also in the Midrash Halacha. So maybe, what should I learn from this? It says, Shabbaton, V'inita Matnaf Shotechen. Maybe I should learn that every Shabbat... Has these accompaniments of the Chamisha Inuyim, Yachot Shabbat, Reshit, Asurab, Kulam, that's the Havamim of the Gemara. Maybe we should learn from the Shabbaton of Yom HaKippurim to all the Shabbatot. No, 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 it says who, just this day. On this day, the Isur Malacha, the shvut, the relaxation, so to speak, on Yom HaKippurim, is going to be refraining, not just from your standard Melachot, but refraining from the eating and the drinking as well. As we see, uh, depicted in that same gemara, ma'amalacha shenohege v'sabbatot v'yamim tovim, e'no inuisha, e no no noheg v'sabbatot v'yamim tovim, e'no din shaloya musaralav. again, a very similar Hava Amina, which tells us, look carefully. The e'noi may be in the focus, as we're going to see, but it's also an expression of the isur malacha. But, the isur malacha bi v'initem, it seems that, the Isur Malacha is going to be somewhat, one can say, secondary to the Inui. It's going to be subjugated, really, to the Inui. Or what we're going to see right now, even the Malachot that are prohibited on Yom HaKippurim are going to be subjective to the level of affliction. As the Gemara tells us, what types of Malachot would be Asur? Amar Barava, Amar rab Yochanan, Yom Kippurim, Shachal liyot b'chol Mepatsim b'egozim Meparchasim b'rimonim Min ha-mencha v'mala agmat nefesh Generally, malachot, Certain activities that would be forbidden On a regular Shabbat What would I think on Yom HaKippurim? Of course they're forbidden Isur malacha? No isur melacha Shabbaton V'initem et nafshoteichem the Isurei Malacha on Yom HaKippurim are going to be defined by Inui. And therefore, if you don't like the chopping, the grinding of the nuts, and, uh, and you know, the uh, picking out of all the rimonim seeds, you don't like that, that's okay. Men ha mala you can do that on Yom HaKippurim. Mipne Agmat Nefesh. Because you don't enjoy it. And therefore, if the V'initem it's really what's coming to qualify the Isur malacha shabatom initem. Then, if it causes you pain, then it's allowed. Even though it's Yom Kippur. Rashi explains this. Not only that, what else are you allowed to do? K'ni bat yerek. You may do certain malachot of peeling, of vegetables. What? But Shavuot, Lavi v'isurei de'oreitehu elad eladrabanan He says, because Shavuot teaches us an Isur drabanan Ha chamishum agmat nefesh, sh'metakain veino achil. He says the reason I'm peeling, he says, it's not because I'm thinking about eating about eating them, because it's Yom Hakippurim. So to peel a vegetable, knowing that I can't eat it, what's that? It's That's right. I'm miserable. I don't even like to peel. And because then it is considered inui. Is it allowed? Yes. Because this time the isurei malacha are going to be defined by the inui. The next source, Mestachat Shabbat, similar, Yom HaKippurim, Shachal, Yopu Shabbat, Mutar, B'Knivat yerek. And Rashi explains it explicitly, B'Shar, Yom HaKippurim, Shari, La'agmat Nefesh. Afagav, D'Khtibbe, Nami, Shabbaton, Shavut. Generally, I think to myself, Ah, it's like Shabbat. Now, lav, melachahu. The reason why it's allowed is not because it exists under the general rubric of melachot Ela, Mikol, Dava, Hamakev, What would be allowed? Anything that would fit under Inui. This is going to cause you some oppression. Excellent. Do it on Yom Kippur. And that's why we find the Makhluk. also with regard to Chatzishir and all the of Chatzishir on Yom Hakippurim, because it's going to be subjective this time to the state of Inouye. And because uh, we're going to see that one can speak about this uh, and uh, relate to all the Mekorot that follows, I'm going to now skip to uh, the next category of Shvita B'moked. Until now, we've been saying that the inui is uh, what qualifies, uh, or the inui qualifies the shvita. We're now going to see that, wait a second, maybe the shvita also qualifies the inui. Maybe the sur malachan. maybe it works the other way around. And uh, this would obviously express it a little differently. The knivat yerek, maybe it's only an and it really is a sur. Or as the rashba tells us, uh, there are other who understand that no, there is still an objective Yisur Malachah. And really, Enoy is not going to qualify, is not going to describe what Shvita is, but Shvita is still the overriding factor. Let's look at the Rambam in Herchot Eruvin. Same idea as well, with regard to uh, the Eruv and Kosovo of Yayin and Halachayud, Yom Kippurim, Shachaliyot Erev Shabbat Ola Khar Shabbat Bezman Shemekachin Al Piyat Re'iyah Yireli Shehin Ki Yom Echad Uktusha Achat Him He says that really Yom Kippur and Shabbat would exist under the same category. In other words, that although until now we said maybe Enoi is really what's stronger and that's what will tell us what's Mutar, or what's asur, what's permitted, what's pro- prohibited in the realm of Malachah, maybe it really does work the other way around. Maybe because we saw the play between Shvita and Inoi, maybe Shvita, maybe it really is like Shabbat, so much so, that if I have Erev Yom Kippur on Erev Shabbat, which we know doesn't work in our calendar, but when they did sanctify the moon, al pi ki uktusha achaten, and uh, therefore, he would say, change. They, Kedushot, maybe they're not separate kiddushot, but rather Shabbat and Yom HaKippurim through the basic term of Shabbat Shabbaton tells us that Shvut is what's central. That the Shvut of Shabbat is really what's coming to tell us this is the focus of Yom HaKippurim. In Mesechit Chulin, similarly, the Machloketa Tanaim, whether one who uh, inadvertently that performs Melachah on Shabbat, which falls out on Yom, Yom Kippur which falls out on Shabbat? Minayin shechayav al zebatmo v'al zebatmo. How do I know that they're independent? Because it says Shabbati Yom Kippurim. Who? Rabbi Akiva disagrees, and he says, I know Ella achat. Why is that? Because Shabbat and Yom Kippur are the same. Why? Shvut. Shvut is what's central, and inui is really. Going to be going to submit itself here to the aspect of Shabbaton. The Ran says that similarly, to Shabbaton, Ktivbuhu, the Rambam and Sefer Mitvot, similarly again, Hashvita Machayevit, Meilahap Ulot, Kulamba Mrubo, Shabbat Shabbaton, Hulachan, Vinitam at Nafshotechem, Kiylo Yamar, Shahababo, Hashvita, Ham Yuchedet, Bimlachos, Vamasim, Ve, Hashita, Mukedet, Bimazon, Haguf, Vikiyumo. In other words, Shvita. Is really what's central. You are not allowed to perform any of the regular malachot on Shabbat. Plus, there is an extra addition of shvita. Inui is coming to explain a certain aspect of shvita, of shvut. Shvut means hands off, relax, relax. Not only from the malachot, but relax also from taking care of your nutritional needs. Relax from eating the mazon haguf v'kiyumo. Don't take care of what you need to take care of on this day. The inoi, then, is not going to subjectify the shvut, but the shvut, in fact, subjectifies the inoi. And this is basically what we see over and over again within the Rambam, through uh, all of uh, the halachot in the Sefer HaMitzvot and in Hilchot Shvitat Asor. Notice then that on the last page that you have, this is exactly what the Rambam talks about over and over again. Sorry, a second to the last page, page 13. He even calls the day of Yom Hakippurim not day of inuy, but shvitat asur. Shvut is what's central. Shvut is what's going to categorize even the inuyim. Mitzvah lishpot mikol elah keterach shoshuvet machila mishtiyah in halachahei and alachavav kishem sheshvut malacha bo bem beyom bem baleila kach shvut It's Shvot that is going to categorize the Inui, Ben Bayom, Ben Balayla, the Ritva as well, K'dei laharot, Ki Kadosh Hayom La'elokinu, V'raoi l'achobo memtakim k'mo berosh Hashanah, Ela she g'zirat hakatufu bayom mita'avot gufaniyot sh'neye kemalachim. Shvut means, hands off, the Inui is not there to subjectify the Shavuot. The inui is really not what's central. The Shavuot is what's central. Take it easy on Yom HaKippurim. Take it easy from everything. If I take it easy from everything, including taking care of my needs, including taking care of eating, then what will naturally happen? What will you feel? Then you'll feel the inui. But the goal is not necessarily the inui. The goal, according to this, is Shvut, and this is really how we conclude. The Torah is telling us you can look at it both ways. Is uh, the shvut there as the central aspect, as we've been saying now? And naturally, the consequence is shvut ve'inite met nafshotehchem. Shvut kom malachet avodah tasu. That the idea of the Ivi Inoi and Komalachalotasu are switched off back and forth amongst the psukim to show you that they're both expressions of Yom Hakipurim, which is Shvut. What does that mean? This is a day that's Mikra Kodesh. On a general Mikra Kodesh, Komalachalotasu. On this day, go beyond Komalachalotasu. Don't do anything, including don't eat. Naturally, you're going to feel the Inita Metnaf techim but the idea is, separate yourself. Take it easy. Make sure that you don't think about what you generally think about. The Shavu tells you, nituk to somehow disengage yourself from the world. Why do you have to disengage yourself from the world on Yom HaKippurim? Because this is not an everyday. This is not your regular day. This is a day where you should be seen as a Malach. You naturally, if you disengage from everything, you will feel that inui. But the goal is not the inui. the goal is shvut. Don't engage in anything material. Don't engage in any malachah. Don't engage in food. And by default, you will become more angelic on this day. By default, you will have a different relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this day. Or the other way of understanding it is exactly the opposite. As we began earlier by saying, no, it's really the shvut, which is going to be subjectified by the inui. Maybe the point is, afflict yourselves so that you will disengage. If I afflict myself, then naturally I'm not going to be thinking about what I generally thinking about. think about. I'm going to be thinking about my misery. And if I think about my misery, then what will that lead to? That will lead to shvut. For notice then, the Torah is basically relating to two possible psychological directions. Is it easier to first disengage myself and then to feel different? Or first, perhaps, to feel different and only then am I able to disengage myself? This is Yom HaKippurim. Yom HaKippurim, although the goal is atonement, although the goal is kapara, let's turn back to the psukim and we find that it's not simply kaparah; It's kaparah lefnei Hashem Elokechem. It's a, a time when the Kohen Gadol would achieve this Kapara, Lifnai v'lefnim. This is atonement before HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And if one is going to be not simply forgiven, but exchanged on this day, then the Rambam is very correct in his classi- classification by telling us, that the Kedushat HaYom, that what makes Yom HaKippurim a Mikra Kodesh is the idea of a Shabbat Shabbaton with no parallel. Yom HaKippurim is not Shabbat. It's not simply a day of isur melacha or V'yikrafta Mishel HaShem. It's not Yom Tov, your general Mikra Kodesh. Rather, it's refraining from everything. It's a day of Shvitat HaAsor, no work no eating, no drinking. This is what Yeshayahu means as Chazal extrapolates L'Kadosh Hashem L'Chubad. Everything on Yom Kippur is Kadosh. Everything that we're engaged in is naturally and physically close to Hashem either because we disengaged and then we were oppressed and afflicted or because we were afflicted so that we would be disengaged from anything else so that we can focus on listening Hashem. So that our minds will recognize that we are about to achieve something in front of God. And the only way to do that is if we somehow shvut, if we somehow set ourselves off from everything else in this world. In order for all to be kadosh, it has to be in its own category. It has to be a day which brings kapara, slicha, or mechila. It's a day of atonement, it's a day of forgiveness on both the individual and the communal level. And as opposed to most days, which can synth- synthesize certain values, one day during the year, there is no synthesis, really. It's a day of extremes. It's a day of shvita, total letting go of everything in this world. A day of affliction, which may have some aspects of simcha, but clearly cancels out certain levels of natural expressions of human beings. That's why we have this unique day, something between a Mikra Kodesh and a Shabbat, something between Shvita and the regular Isur Malacha of Shabbat. We have Mikra Kodesh, Komalachah, lotasu we have Komlacha and the Vi'inui. We have these extremes so that we'll be able to focus on what we should be focused on on this day. Yom Kippur is a day of atonement, but we have to go beyond that atonement. Or in order to achieve the kapara. We have to recognize that it's kapara lefnei Hashem. And the only way to do that is to feel that it's a different day. The only way to uh, recognize then that we're meant to be forgiven on this day is if we understand that we are different. And therefore the Torah says make sure that the kapara is achieved. How is that kapara going to be achieved? Shvut inui. Disengage, afflict, afflict, disengage. Whenever the case may be if you want to turn in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and understand what a kapara is, that you're going to be exchanging yourself, you basically have to tell Hashem, I am different! In order for you to tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you are different, you have to feel different. And the hope is that if you feel different, if you disengage from everything else, then maybe you will be different. We find that on one hand Chazal tells us that we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and we say, "Ashamnu, bagannu gazal nu dibarnu dofi. Remember, remember the sin that I just uh, performed yesterday. Don't worry Hashem because uh, that's not the real me. Because uh, tomorrow I'm not going to do that. We tell HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're different people. But it has to go beyond that. It's not simply, that's not the person that I want to be and this is the person who I now will be, but we have to make sure that we do become those people. We have to feel very different, and therefore the Torah tells us, look beyond the kapara, look lefne Hashem, make sure that you feel a sense of shvita and inui, make sure that somehow you disengage from everything else so that you're able to change who you are. And the goal is that if, to a certain degree, we look beyond ourselves, our needs on Yom HaKippurim, we look beyond our Dalet Amot and see the needs of the community. We look beyond what we generally focus on and we focus on Lifne Hashem, then Be'ezrat Hashem. We'll be able not only to zavim with more Kavana, not only to change our actions within the few days of Yom HaKippurim, but we'll be able to change the people that we are and Be'ezrat Hashem to Agmar Hatimah